Welcome to Combos with Cam, a podcast from the heart of a 40-ish black native Oakland woman just out here trying to function. It's like your Saturday morning chat with your favorite cousin or your cool aunt, talking about everything and nothing while navigating through the circle of life. From adult friendships to caring for aging parents to the things that aren't always discussed, but maybe should be. Let's talk about it and grow through it together. Hey, 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 what's good, Cam fam? It's your girl, Cam. Back at it again with another episode of Convos with Cam. And today I am going to talk about, again, sports. Um, it's interesting because I recently went to a Warriors game. And Doug Christie was the acting head coach for um, the Sacramento Kings um, after Luke Walton had apparently been fired. And between that and the fact that I believe Byron Leftwich is the is an offensive coordinator, it just really made me pause for a second. So. As you may remember from a previous episode, I talked about sports and, you know, how I've kind of fallen out of love with professional sports. But some things had kind of caught my eye recently as it relates to um, sports in a sense that a lot of the players that I grew up watching and the ones that I wanted to interview and the ones that I saw, you know, coming up as I was watching sports are now, not all of them, but are now taking um, their place in the the coaching side of sports. And, you know, it's it's not uncommon, right? Most people, you know, you grow up, you play, and then sometimes you coach. I think of players like Doc Rivers and Mo Cheeks, who were like from the older generation of basketball. And I was just like, huh. It's it's not an uncommon thing because you've, you've already seen it. But when I think about folks from like, 15, 20 years ago who who were playing when I was like knee deep into sports and I would, you know, get into these these arguments and things. And you look at folks who were like now doing the color commentary or they're doing the play by play for um, network TV and network sporting events. It's like, wow. Like, how do we get here? But it's not an uncommon journey. I think the thing that kind of just really kicked it off for me, there were, there were three people that kind of kicked it off for me this week. The first one was Byron Leftwich, who is the offensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Bucks, which means he is the one calling the plays in to everybody's favorite quarterback that they love to hate, whose name I won't mention on my podcast, even though he is from the Bay air quotes on the bay whatever um but 
You know, he is his offensive coordinator. And when you think of offensive coordinators, you usually think of, you know, older white guys. I didn't realize that Byron Leftwich had turned 40. I was like, really? Okay. You know, that's kind of whatever. So you got Byron Leftwich, who's an offensive coordinator. You have Doug Christie, who is the acting head coach for the Sacramento Kings, which I also found out this week. And then just yesterday, the A's announced Mark Kotze as their manager. And I'm like, blood. It's literally three people that I grew up watching or that I was cheering for. Not necessarily cheering for because Doug Christie always played for the the Kings, I want to say. And the Kings played against the Warriors and, you know, whatever. Same conference. But I knew who Doug Christie was, right? And I know who Doug Christie is. So then I got to thinking about some of the other folks who were, like, coaching, in and out of coaching and... um some names came up Jason Kidd who got started a little bit early in the coaching game and I don't remember where Jason Kidd is now in terms of if he's a head coach if he's an assistant coach um but Jawan Howard is the head coach at Michigan and it's like what like you were just in the fat five like 20 minutes ago and now you're coaching them it's like am I that old? And I was having this conversation with one of my friends. They were like, you know, we don't need to, we don't need to talk about that. We don't need you date stamping us and talking about how old we are. And it's like, eh, whatever. So right now, Jason Kidd is the head coach for the Dallas Mavericks. Um, he was an assistant coach for the Lakers he was the head coach for the Bucks and he was head coach for the Nets they weren't the Brooklyn Nets they were the New Jersey Nets but I remember that but that was even that was almost 10 years ago and I was like whoa are you are you serious right now so got Jason Kidd who was one of the greatest ball handlers you know in the late 90s I think, when did he come in the draft? I want to say he got drafted in like 94. But another head coach that kind of caught me off guard recently was Chauncey Billups. And I was like, Chauncey Billups is the head coach? Like, I love Chauncey Billups. Um, so, fun fact, I guess, when... I was at um, ESPN. I so I worked at ESPN from 2002 to 2004, and I want to say it was in 2003, the 2002-2003 season when the Pistons went on that historic run and they won a, a bunch of games in a row and they ended up going on to the championship. I started, you know, kind of becoming a Pistons fan because I ended up watching probably like seven to ten Pistons games in that stretch while they were winning and stuff. So I had become familiar with Chauncey and Tayshawn and um, Rip Hamilton and 
Rasheed Wallace and Ben Wallace. Like I, I was familiar with the Pistons so much so that I was like, huh, you know, I'll consider myself a, a, a junior Pistons fan. You know, I'm not going to say I'm a, a full out Pistons fan because outside of them and maybe the bad boys from back in the day, I can't really name anybody from the, from the Detroit Pistons. But, you know, they were a young, scrappy team, and, you know, I love to see them win. Plus, you know, Chauncey Billups is fine to me, so whatever. It is what it is. But I thought it was so interesting that he is now a head coach, and he's a head coach for the Portland Trailblazers. And I'm like, blood, are you serious? Like, that is amazing. And I think that he is probably a great head coach for Damian Lillard to, to have and, you know, get some tutelage from like, that is amazing. But I'm just like, are you serious right now? When you think about, but I'm not that old, right? You know, the Giants head coach, the San Francisco baseball Giants, their head coach is Gabe Kapler. And I remember him playing and there are so many coaches and I think it's a little bit more prevalent in baseball for me at least than it is in almost like any other sport but I remember at one point in time Eric Chavez who was a third baseman for the Oakland A's for a long time I looked up one day and he was the third base coach and I was like wait Tommy, how did you get old enough that that you're like the coach now? Like, I don't like it here. Like, you were just playing third base, and now you're coaching third base. But if you could come back and play third base, that'd be amazing. Um, one of my all-time favorite baseball players, Mark McGuire, um, is, I don't know if he's still the hitting coach for the Dodgers. But when I found out he was hitting coach for the Dodgers, I was like, are you serious? Because as I've often told um, somebody else, you know, I'm from Oakland. I'm really from Oakland, though. And I got big beef with, you know, all things L.A. And yes, it starts in it started in 1988. And yes, we're in 2001. Nope, we're in 2021. Either way it goes, whether we're in 2001 or 2021, it started in 88 and I'm not letting it go. Okay. And I said this to somebody before and I'm going to say it again. Beat L.A. is a lifestyle. Whether it's the Clippers, whether it's the Kings, the L.A. Kings, the hockey team, um, whether it's the Lakers, whether it's the Dodgers, whether it's the Angels, whether it's UCLA, I don't care. Beat L.A. is a lifestyle. Why? Kirk Gibson. That's all I'm going to say. If you, if you've seen the clip. I don't need to relive this. Y'all know what it is. But yeah, I'm I'm like cool off of that. But I just think that it's really interesting um, that a lot of the players that I've seen growing up are now taking their talents to the other side of the ball and they're helping to lead um, some of these up and coming teams. I mean, hello, Steve Kerr is a great example, just like Steve Kerr and Mark Jackson. Great examples. 
I wasn't the biggest Mark Jackson fan when he was with, I want to say it was with the Pacers, but I knew who Mark Jackson was as a player. And I was excited when he came to coach um, the Warriors. Similarly, when Chris Mullen came to coach the Warriors. And that was one of those things where you think, okay, you grew up in the organization, you played in the organization, you should be able to lead the organization. Um, And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But like, I'm not going to say I had a Chris Mullen jersey because I had a Billy Owens jersey when I was growing up. Don't, don't ask. Because Billy Owens is fine to this day. But anyway, but you know, I grew up with Run TMC. And that's another thing. Speaking of, so you have two sides. You have the players who you grew up watching who have turned into coaches or you have the players who have had kids whose kids are not professional athletes. Great example, Gary Payton, the second who was handling his business with the Golden State Warriors. I'm really, really proud of him. I'm like, oh, he looks nothing like his dad, but he's scrappy just like his dad. He he plays great defense. And I'm not saying GP didn't play good defense, but GP was known for his his shot. But, you know, Gary Payton Jr., excuse me, Gary Payton II, because you don't want to say Jr. in the second because they're different. Um, GP2 is out here, and I am excited to see him playing. Um we can't call him hometown because he's not from Oakland. His daddy is from Oakland. His daddy went to Skyline High School. Shout out to the Titans. But um, you have Gary Payton the second. You have Tim Hardaway Jr. You have Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And when I saw that Vlad had a kid who was playing baseball, I was like, you know what? We're done here. We are done because, again, I'm not that old that Vlad should be having a son who's playing sports on the professional level. Because, like, you you think, you know, you got some, some years out. But no, these young men and women are out here doing it. And I'm like, wow. And when you grow up in the sport, the hope is that you have some of that um, athleticism that one of your parents had and um, that it translates into similar success for you. Um, You look at um, Steph and Seth Curry, who grew up around the game and, you know, their dad, Dale Curry, was a great shooter, you know, coming up back in the day. And I remember recently seeing um like a mini montage talking about um Steph and Seth actually growing up and I remember in the video there was a shot of um Alonzo Mourning who was kind of I don't want to say he was babysitting their ki- babysitting the kids on the bench but it was like an all-star game and he was and the kids were sitting with him while Dell was probably in like three-point shootout or whatever and you could and they were clearly kids I I wouldn't even say that they were 10 yet but you they grew up playing basketball they grew up going into arenas 
So the fact that Steph Curry is the number one three-point shooter of all time right now shouldn't surprise anybody. Steph has been taking shots for a long time. You know, he and Seth were, were out on the court, you know, getting those shots in. So it makes sense that, you know, their hustle and their their playmanship has translated into success for them as, you know, professionals now because they grew up with the game. And even thinking about, you know, Steph being in the league for so long. Dale was a little bit older. Like, I wasn't really into basketball, into basketball when Dale Curry was playing. Like, I didn't really get into, I didn't really get into basketball outside of the Warriors until like late 90s, early 2000s. So like, it was whoever was on the Warriors and then like everybody else. So we can talk about Spreewell. We can talk about Chris Webber. Chris Webber. We can talk about Nelly. We can talk about all of the things related to the Warriors. Y'all caught the fact that I said I have I had a Billy Owens jersey, right? Most people outside of old school Warrior fans and Syracuse basketball fans don't really know who Billy Owens is. But I knew who Billy Owens was. Billy Owens was fine. He was the first number 30 in my heart for the Warriors, okay? I felt away when when Curry came and, and took the number, but I'm over it now. Whatever. I say all of this to say that even though I do still have a little bit of beef with professional sports, particularly as cases with COVID and, and the variants keep rising, right? Um, I am happy to see players that I grew up watching having success um, now as coaches and uh, particularly um, black former players getting these head coaching and assistant head coaching jobs. I am 1000% here for it. And I hope that particular trend continues, Um, but not too soon because remember, I'm not that old. So if we could just have some of y'all relax just a smidget, because like I said, I'm not that old. And, you know, Byron Leftwich being an offensive coordinator at 40, you know, I'm excited for him. I actually didn't realize that we were that close in age, which is, I think that's part of what it is, right? You know, we're close enough in age and he, he's doing this thing. And... I think it when was it? It it was years ago. But I was having a conversation with somebody and I think we were talking about Kobe and how he was getting ready to retire. Um and this is particularly true for like basketball because basketball has a a slight tendency to manipulate things. A little bit. So let me give you an example. Um, the NBA will often list players at a particular height. But when you see those players in person, you realize, hmm, you're not really that height because I'm that height or I'm closer to that height. So the NBA may exaggerate heights for um, matchup purposes. 
give you a sense of how strong the matchups are going to be, particularly um, in certain positions, right? So I used to call that phenomenon, air quotes on phenomenon, um, the NBA height. So when I'd ask guys how tall they are, because I am a proud five, four and a half, but I'd ask guys how tall they were and they'd say, oh, I'm 6'2", or I'm 6'4", or I'm 5'11". And it's like, are you really 5'11", or are you an NBA 5'11", which would mean you're really 5'9 Um, Because like I said, the NBA has a tendency to kind of over-exaggerate on um, their heights a little bit. Similarly, When you look at a professional athlete, particularly one who started as a professional at a young age, by the time you get to a certain age outside of that professional sport, you are you are considered sports old, I think is a good way to say it. So I think one of the the best scenarios to kind of look at that would be, um, LeBron James came out fresh out of high school and I think LeBron just turned LeBron just turned 38 this year 37 so he's been playing basketball for like 20 years he hasn't been playing for 20 years has he been playing for 20 years he's been playing for almost 20 years that's crazy. Because I remember I was at ESPN when LeBron declared for the draft and it sent the newsroom into a frenzy. And the first thing that I could think of is why are we getting our panties in a bunch about this 18 year old kid? Is he even any good? I hadn't watched much of him from high school. So there was that on that. But anyway, I <laughs> I say all that to say LeBron has been in the league for almost for almost 20 years. And when you're almost a 20 year vet at something, it definitely takes a toll on you. But when you think of how old LeBron is outside of his NBA career, he's not even 40 yet. And for those of us who have crossed that 40 year old threshold, you know, There's a certain amount of life living that we say has happened. Oh, you're not old yet. Wait till you turn, blah, blah, blah. And the generation above us will be like, oh, well, you still young. Be 45, 46, 47 with jobs, careers, the whole bit. And you got these old folks telling us that y'all are still babies. Huh. I feel a little bit of way about that. But, you know. I hear you. I, you know, I, I am younger and the same thing applies to LeBron. You know, you got us old heads or the young old heads. Cause I refuse to, to be an old head. Um, saying, Oh, well, you know, you, you, you still a baby. You still won't, won't. another great example. Steph Curry is like 32, 33. He's not that old, but he's approaching old for a player of the game. So, again, 10 plus years in the league, you know, 
that sort of, you know, wear and tear is going to have an impact on his body. But, you know, if you're looking at him outside of his sport, yes, he is considered young. Similar to LeBron. If you look at him outside of his sport, if you're looking at him as, oh, he's just 37. Yes, he is still young, but he's 37 and he's been in the league. He's been in the National Basketball League almost almost 20 years. Anyway, I say all that to say, even though I have my beefs with professional sports from time to time, it's interesting to take a step back and analyze and look at some of the other things that are going on. Um, like I said earlier, I hope this trend of former uh, black players going into um, assistant coach and head coach roles continues. I'd also like to see it translate into GM roles um, and owner roles, but I know that that takes a little bit more time. But I'm encouraged because I I see some of the the work that some folks are out here doing. Um and I'm just hopeful that they can bring what they brought to the sport as a player if they can bring some of that same work ethic, that same tenacity, that some of that same sports um intelligence if they could bring that and instill that in this next generation. Cause I think it's important. Um, and I think some, some folks in this new generation need it. So that's that on that, but that's it. That's all I got. Cam talk sports again. Thanks for checking out this episode of combos with cam. Share your thoughts and reflections on today's episode on Instagram or the Twitter at Combos with Cam, hashtag Combos with Cam. Or you can shoot me an email at Combos with Cam at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. Let's chat soon.